I'm back that at the mouse so... house. <laughs> well, Don't so much so fun. unenthused. Thieps was great. I'm glad, now, I'm glad you thought so. It went on too long for my taste. But now I'm back in the time. hostel. <laughs> I have a very short attention span. Um, oh, um, there was one thing I forgot to do. I had it written down, and I completely forgot to do it. Um, as you guys are, have left Thebes, there was one little minor scene that I forgot to do. Um, so we're just going to kind of throw that in here. Um, as you guys are leaving, um, R Rapunzel, Kronk, and uh, Elsa are kind of talking to people as they're trying to get into the carriage to take them back to the Order of the Mouse headquarters. Um, uh, a young, uh, striking young man pulls Gisela aside uh, for just a moment. Um, <laughs> he introduces himself and says, Hello, uh, my name is Florian. Um, my uh, fiance was actually uh, is Snow White. Uh, she was in the uh, in the tournament with you. She was one of the winners. Um, I noticed that you gave up the you know one of the singing competitions so that she could be a champion, and I and I really appreciate that. Real smart move on your part, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but. Um, what, as you know by now, what we saw on the outside wasn't exactly what happened on the inside, so we don't know what happened. And Snow White swears up, down, and sideways that she's the one who killed the Hydra. She did! Um, so, None of um, you are here. You so, weren't there. Yes, it's just Giselle. He is only talking to Giselle. Um, none of you can hear what's going on. None of you are even cognizant of what's happening. Um, he is asking Giselle. He says, you know... Um, I, I really love Snow, but it's hard for me to believe that she killed a Hydra. You were in there with her. Is it true? Did she actually kill the Hydra? Oh, Andrew, this is so mean. <laughs> um, well, first, thank you. I, like, I... I hope you weren't too worried about Snow White. I think we were kind of concerned once we saw the Hydra that she had joined that part of the competition, but... Of course I was terrified, but I didn't even know there was a Hydra in there. Like, I'm, I'm trying to process the, that I'm terrified that she was in there with a Hydra, but also how proud I am that she took down a Hydra. Like, uh, there's a lot going on right now, so I'm just, I'm just trying to gauge the facts, really. I mean, I have to be completely honest that um, the Hydra, and now I'm trying to remember what happened. It took me out, didn't it? Oh, you were unconscious when, when the Hydra went down? I was. Oh. So to be perfectly honest, I didn't see what happened. But, but so I can't tell you either way. But, like, but I'm glad that she's safe. Yeah, she's safe and that's good. But, like, you must have talked about the Hydra fight afterward, right? Even after you kind of got back up on your feet and stuff? Did, like, did, did, she, did she kill the Hydra? I mean, I, I couldn't tell you either way. <laughs> uh -oh. I, all right. All right. I, I understand. You know, there's a lot going on. It's probably hard to remember. Like, I, I get it. I get it. Um... Uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. I know you guys are going to get out of here and stuff. So just oh, it's lovely talking to you, too. I hope yeah. that you and Snow White have a lovely time. Are you staying in Thebes? No, we have to get back to Shanter. Um, 
We've already been in Thebes too long, so. Well, I hope you have a great journey. Thank you. Um, you too. Be, be safe when he goes off into the crab. I um, refuse, Andrew. What's that? I refuse to acknowledge it. <laughs> mm. Well, that may or may not have consequences later. So, um, <laughs> I'm just saying right now. Um, so, you guys uh, arrived back at the uh, Order of the Mouse as Conquering Heroes. Um, the three people who are there cheer for you as you get out of the carriage. Um, they're all very excited to see you. All um, three of them. All three of them. The Rooster Men, Tiana, and Will Turner are all very excited that you've made it back. Um, it's actually not all who's there, but they did form a little welcoming party for you to come back. Um, uh-huh. And Tiana says, hey, there's a there's special stuff for you in your rooms from a postman came by. Uh, five of you are famous now. Uh, so head on up there. Well, golly gee, that is something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've also decided to wear my award-winning, medal-winning dress. Okay. Is that a victory seat? Just me, because no one actually got to wear it. I feel like I get to toot my own horn a little bit. As well, you should. It was awesome. <laughs> um, so, Kronk, you're the first to get to your room, because of the sound of presence you ran up like it was Christmas morning. Um, and you see on your bed, um, on your bedside, there is a, it's a vial of, of pink. Uh, and uh, when it, you kind of look at the label, and it looks like a llama is printed on the label. But you notice that the, the tag is actually folded down. So when you smooth out the tag, it's, it's a skull and crossbones. Not <laughs> a llama. Ah. Um, and so you look, and underneath on a little card, it says, this is a poison, this is uh, uh, Cusco's poison, poison sho- specially chosen to kill Cusco, poison for Cusco. Um, written <laughs> out for go, With a big gasp and go, I find the recipe for this. <laughs> um, so you now have a potion of poison. I don't know why it's called a potion of poison, but you have it now. Um, that seems redundant. Yeah, it doesn't it? Um, so if you drink it, you take 3d6 poison damage, and you must succeed on a DC 13 constitution saving throw, or be poisoned. Oh, yeah. Um, the start of each of the turns... And so it deals 3d6 damage? There's 3d6 damage, and then at the start of each of your turns when you're poisoned, if you fail your constitution saving throw, you take 3d6 poison damage, and then you can, on the end of that turn, you make another um, saving throw, and the damage is reduced to there. The damage stops once you've done three successful saves. A lot of damage. Yeah. So and it, it does reduce by a d6 once you make a save. So on the end of your first turn, if you make a save, it goes down to two d6, and then the next one you save, it goes to one d6. So if you're looking to poison someone, this would be a really good way to. I mean, it's a potion. Do I also find a? Um... A cocktail mixer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cusco's cocktails. Just a little bit on the uh, uh, warm side. (laughs) Um, And then uh, in your guys', let's see, in everybody else's rooms. I'm so excited. um, You should be. Uh, 
Rapunzel, you have a potion of animal friendship. Yes! Awesome. What does that do? It lets you, after you drink it, you can cast the animal friendship spell, DC, save DC 13 for one hour at will. Okay. Do I know who this came from? Um, there is no return address or anything. Oh, so somebody's just sending us potions? Yeah, um, you, when you look at the card, the handwriting is very familiar. Um, but you can't quite place it. Hmm. Can I roll like insider investigation or anything? <laughs> see if I figure it out. Okay. Which one should I roll? Investigation. Okay. So that's not one. That's a 14. It wasn't a 20? No. It wasn't a 20. Brittany, the spell has broken. I know. Hooray for me. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, it, it's it's really weird. Like you swear you you've seen that handwriting somewhere, and it's kind of tickling at the back of your brain, but just can't can't quite place it. Hmm. Cool. Your animal um, friendship potion really just makes you more friendly to animals. It does nothing to animals. It's just <laughs> you, so it's really useless on you there. So <laughs> what I'm wondering if maybe it's like. Not really a potion of animal friendship. I don't know. Only you had someone nearby that could cast identify for you. Um, you all, uh, Elsa, you received a potion of growth. Is that like personal growth, or? Uh, yes, you have an epiphany about a, f a personal flaw you've had. Um, now it's uh, when you drink this potion, you gain the enlarge effect of the enlarge reduce spell for one d four hours. Cool. Is anyone friends with Ant Man? Because that seems like you, you are now a potion. Bum, 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 bum. You know, it's funny. I actually listened to that. I listened to the Ant Man theme in the preparation for this, knowing it was going to be a heisty type of thing that we were going to be doing. So, um, and then uh, Giselle, you find a potion of resistance. Ooh. Um, when you drink this potion, you gain resistance to one type of damage for one hour. The DM chooses the type or determines it randomly from the options below. So when you go to drink it, you'll roll a d10 and we'll figure out what damage you're resistant to. Nice. Um, or you can, if, you, if you're going into like, oh, I'm going to fight a fire elemental, then we can, you can make it a fire resistance. I, I don't care. Nice. You can do that. Are these all like one and done kind of potions? Yes. There's enough, there's enough there for one dose and that's it. And did I get a card and can I try to roll and identify? The, what was it? Investigation. Oh, well, I doubt that'll do it. Five. Nope. <laughs> um, you actually have less recognition. It feels less familiar than it did to uh, Rapunzel. I'm pretty sure mine came from Wonderland. 100%. <laughs> Just because on the front it says "drink me," so. Oh. Um, that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> all right. So, uh, what do you guys? Uh, what do you guys want to do? Uh, there, there does seem to be a lot of hustle and bustle at the Order of the Mouse, more than you've seen in a while, because a lot of people after the Thebes tournament kind of came back here to to resettle before kind of going out. 
and doing a bunch of other things. So I have two things that I want to do. Okay. Number one, I want to deliver all those papers that I took, all the research papers. And she wants um, to find you cheap. That's number two. <laughs> Not <laughs> number no, one. Listeners can't see, but I'm, I'm doing the eyebrow boink, boink, boink thing from cartoons. Um, Better yeah. than what I was planning on doing at them. I was just going to make a paper mache. <laughs> So it's a good thing she's got them and not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, okay. So um, let's do the, uh, who do you want to live, deliver the papers to? Should I deliver them to Belle or to one of the paladins, do you guys think? Probably a paladin, right? I think we should take him paladins. Yeah, Belle's more spelly. Yeah, cool. He's an artificer. Right. Um, so you're going to find uh, the paladins. They're actually um, all in the uh, the war room of the castle. Um, you come in, you hand them the papers, and they kind of start prosing through them. And they say, I don't understand what it is. What is this? So when we were in Thebes, mm -hmm. we encountered like a base for the Alliance for the Greater Good. Right. And they were putting magical people in cages and they were drawing out all of their magical energy so that they could make potions and things to like make non-magical people magical and like boost magic effects. That doesn't, that's not, that's not a thing, that's not possible. Magical enhancement. That's not possible. But I think these papers are showing like how they're doing it. It's all their notes. This doesn't make any sense. And so then he, um, Phoebus reaches over and pulls a little bell, and uh, you hear Bell's voice from down the basement. What is it? Bell, uh, could you come up here for a second? We need, we need your help with something. They call Bell with a bell? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they call it the Bell Bell. Um, they're very good at naming things. Um, side, side, side tangent. My wife's name is Mary Bell. And her middle name is Misuzu, which in Japanese means beautiful bell. <laughs> which is redundant because doesn't bell in French mean beautiful? And that's how, it's, that, that's how her first name is spelled, B-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. But then Misuzu means like the actual little ring-a-ding-ding. -ding. Yeah. That's wonderful. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Anyway, sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, bell kind of comes up the stairs and covered in soot and stuff. She's like, oh, you guys, you got your back from leaves. Hey, what's up? Hi, Belle. Hi, I go and give her I, a I raise my hand as, as like, hey, and then it kind of like falters as she goes and hugs all the, all the girls and gets all the chat. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> they run it through my hair and I'm like, yeah. Oh, hey, Kronk. And she kind of, she runs up to you and gives you a hug. Uh, oh. We're friends Of course we're friends. We're ridiculous. Well, um... So what what you guys got? On uh, Phoebus kind of hands her the papers and says, "You you guys explain. I don't I don't know what this is. This doesn't sound possible." I tell Bell everything I told them. <laughs> Bell kind of runs her hand through her hair and says, "You know, Rapunzel, I don't I don't want to call you a liar, but." That's not possible. You can't, 
you can't extract magic from living beings. It's just not something that's possible. Well, as as one who uh, was in the process of this, I felt it. I don't know, you know, what the end product was, but the beginning product, man, that was uh, not fun. I'm still weak from having my my magic extracted from me. That was terrible. It's, I don't know. It just sounds like an anti-magic field. Uh, and then they ran some experience on you. They gave you exhaustion. It just, it, it's not possible to extract magic from people. That's just not how it works. That's not how magic works. Listen, we don't understand it. And that's why we've given you these papers to take a look at. So do with them what you will. These are all of the field research notes that we could find. She goes, okay, um, I'll, I'll be downstairs uh, looking over this, I guess, I guess. Um, and Ed's downstairs, um, kind of flipping through the papers and stuff like that. Guys, do we have um, anything else that we need to give Belle to? Any other magical items or? Oh, I want her to look at my potion. Oh, um, come and meet me downstairs. I'm, she's got her hands full of papers and stuff. She's like, oh, I can do all that stuff downstairs. I don't want to. This is the Paladins. They got stuff. So uh, come meet me downstairs. Oh, cool. See you soon. Um, so the Paladins go, all right. Um, anything else you want to report? Any other? I got other? a cool Warhammer. Uh, Shane goes, oh, kind of takes it. Like, that is, wow. That's hefty. I know, right? I got it from a desiccated corpse. He was running a shop. I didn't know it was a corpse at the time, but then he ended up... Uh, <clears throat> expiring of completely unrelated causes and um <clears throat> anyway that's mine now it's pretty well cool. I'm, I'm just gonna hand this back to you man um I'm, <laughs> it's desiccated corpses and stuff i'll just let you have that um that's pretty did you good feel power? did you feel the power i did i felt oh, it oh yeah. yeah oh yeah you can feel it oh yeah um, it's like humming is i mean maybe that's corpse power it, 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 I mean, the spikes are kind of a giveaway. Yeah. Um, uh, anything else you guys want to report, or do you want to hear what we've got in store for you next? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, and they... Um, oops, I forgot to download it. Just give me a second. I was really well. I was really, really, really behind. Um, they said, we've kind of, we've hit a little bit of a break. Um, are you guys familiar at all with, uh, uh, how Nostra Signora exists, how it does its thing, anything like that? You guys ever been there? It uses squirrel power. Um, maybe, uh, possibly, maybe. Um, they figured it out. They, you uh, know what you expect, and you never expect squirrel power. Boom. I'll give you that. I don't expect squirrel power. Um, so they, uh, they pulled down, oops, they, they pulled down, uh, a big white sheet, and they unveil, um, this. This is the city of Nostra Signora. Uh, from kind of above. Um, and they say, well, we got some intel from some of our spies on the ground. Um, we have a defector from the Alliance. 
who would like to join the Order of the Mouse. Ooh. Um, Who is it? He's uh, a defector. <laughs> uh, he's a scientist, goes by the name of uh, Doofenshmirtz, Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Um, brilliant bless scientist, you. but... Uh, Did you just say bless you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> it's a Drusel Stidian name. I mean, I don't... Um, I don't know. It's weird. Um, he contacted one of our agents um, in Nostra Signora. Um, apparently, his uh, daughter began dating the son of the head of our spy network in Nostra Signora, and uh, she convinced her father that he's not a bad guy, and that just because you are a bad guy doesn't mean you doesn't are not, a bad guy. Doesn't mean you're a bad guy. Um, so he no longer he's been making uh automatons and machines for the alliance he doesn't want to do that anymore um he wants to make them for uh for us now wait a second uh, yep he's a nostra signor yep and he makes mechs that's right you guys that mech that was in arendelle had the nostra signora symbol on it and had that the company's DVI name is Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likely created the mech that attacked Aaron, though. And we trust Sounds like this we need guy? to uh, get some payback, I say, as I crack my knuckles. <laughs> our spies on the ground trust him. Um... We can't trust our spies. Who can we trust, really? You know. You guys, can you imagine though? Like, if he built that mech, like that was a really powerful mech. If he yeah. was doing that for us, that's true. That's a good point. So we've been given the task, which we are now passing to you. Which some of us, and he kind of glances over at uh, Phoebus, glances at Shang and Hops. Uh, so some of us don't want to send you guys. Um, just for the reason that you guys just won the, the Thebes tournament, you're, you might be four of the most famous people on the continent right now. Um, and sending you guys in to do an infiltration and extraction mission might be a mistake, but we figured you are some of our, uh, most powerful agents that we have right now. So we didn't want to not give it to you guys. Um, we, we figure that you guys are good enough you'll be able to get around something as as trivial as being super famous. You're saying mm-hmm. that we need to look a little less conspicuous as I'm in this like large glittery gown? I'm not, I'm, we're not going to tell you how you should do this. We want... I start to, uh, I start to kind of hop in place excitedly and as a, as a grin goes, I'm like, does that mean disguises? Are we going in disguise? Are we going to make disguises? disguises? Look, look, you guys can go as you are. Okay, here's here's the deal. Nostra Signora is, a, is essentially a police state. Um, and he points to the map and he, and he goes, you can see here they have this big outer wall along most of the city. Now the outer wall at each of these gates, you can see the gates have been marked, and on the rivers and on the, and on the river entrances on either side of the city um, and some of the tightest security there is. Now, Nostra Signora wants people to come to their city. 
So they allow tourists, they allow visitors, all that kind of stuff, regardless of political affiliation. You just have to have the proper paperwork filled out. If you are a known collaborator with enemies of the Alliance for Greater Good, uh, you get little stamps on your tickets and you, and you get assigned your own special watcher, basically. Um, not, well, that's, kind of, that's the wrong way to put it. They're more likely to follow you around. Um, you'll be much more conspicuous if you go as yourselves. Um, but I mean, you have a Queen of Arendelle and a Princess of Corona and a Lady of Andalasia in your party, which could grant you some access that maybe just some peasants wouldn't be able to grant you. So I'm going to leave it up. We're going to leave it up to you guys. We don't want to tell you how to infiltrate because you guys are, again, some of our most powerful members here. And you've been operating without our oversight this whole time, so we don't really want to change that. We want you guys to do what you do. Um, so we don't want to tell you how to do it, basically. We'll, we'll give you some advice. We'll let you know what we know. We'll give you all of our intelligence. Um, but as far as how to do it, it's up to you guys. Um, so this is the city. Um, you can see the river passes through uh, about a third of it. Um, there are a couple districts here. There's the Narrows, which is the northwest uh, section of the um, city here, this western section. Riverside, which is the southern section. Pleasant Glen, which is right next to the Palace of Justice. And Spice Alley, which is the largest one and it makes up um, most of the northern section of the city. And then the city square down here, this, uh, this building right here is the uh, famous Cathedral of, Nostra, of Nostra Signora. Um, and then there's the city square where festivals and stuff like that happen right in front of it. Um, there's uh, parks and uh, private holdings over here. Um, and then this section right here is where Doofenshmirtz's building is. Um, it's outlined in black because it is another walled section of the city. Um, it is called the Beaker District. Uh, Nostra Signora is a scientific concern. They have a lot of scientists, engineers uh, that live on the premises. Duvenschwartz is one of them uh, who create things for the Alliance. And uh, they live there as well. Also within the Beaker District um, are police officers' family, like police officers' dwellings. Uh, where their families live and uh, other kind of important dignitaries. It's not where the diplomats would stay. Um, it's where um, important people within the city. It's it's a higher security section to protect the people of the city that require more protection. Um, and that's where Doofenshmirtz is going to be. I'll give you a picture of what Doofenshmirtz's building looks like. That's what his building looks like. Um, he lives on the 45th floor, which is this floor right here. Um, this whole balcony here, this part can retract sometimes, uh, but this balcony and this balcony here, all kind of where he lives, and the other 44 floors are all underneath there. Um, let's see, what else have we got? Can we see a picture of him? Did that say there was a song? <laughs> That's what he looks like. Oh, he looks like he a good night's rest. Ah! <laughs> you know, I was actually going to create him in Hero Forge and then I ran out of time. Um, 
Well, that's what he looks like. Uh, he has his daughters, his 16-year-old. He also has uh, uh, his 16-year-old daughter, Vanessa. He also has his uh, automaton named Norm, uh, who we actually believe is squirrel-powered. Um, oh. There is a squirrel in his chest that runs all of his power. Um, he's a he's a warforged um, who assists uh, Doofenshmirtz and uh, various things that he needs. Um, so, what, what are we, we trying know? to extract just Doofenshmirtz, or are we trying to extract Doofenshmirtz and his daughter and his automaton? Ideally, we want to extract everybody. He wants to come with his family. He includes Norm in that with his family. Um, your target is Doofenshmirtz. So, if you guys have to make a decision, that's what we're telling Um, but just know that he wants to come with his family, so try to get them all. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen real quick so I don't share anything you're not supposed to see while I look at my intel. Um, oh yeah, so there are five levels of security within Nostris Ignorum. Most visitors receive a level five. Um, to get into the Beaker District, you will need, uh, if you want to go through the gates of the Beaker District, you will need level three clearance or higher. Mm. Um, his building is locked at night. The, the building Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated is locked at night, uh, but you can be, you can get a key from a resident um, or he can, you can arrange to have him open the door for you. Um, if you attempt to lockpick and are unsuccessful, um, there are alarms that would that will go off. Sounds reasonable. Um, there are two people you're going to need to look out for. Um, there is uh, Judge Dimsdale Deville. He is a. Uh, he is the sheriff of the Beaker District, essentially. Um, he's a judge over a lot of the city, but his focus is on uh, Beaker District. Um, and then there's an officer, Swinton, um, who also is kind of in charge of all the guards um, around the city. Um, so she's one of the guards, so you'll need to, you'll need to watch out for those two. As far as entrances into the city go, I'll bring up the, I'll share my screen again. Um, as far as entrances go, each of these gates, Graves, Venturi, uh, Bovis, Stern, uh, and Gary, um, you can enter in there. You can also maybe attempt to enter via the river. Um, when you enter, if you enter as a party or individually, you will be, you will have your papers and you'll have your party size stamped, uh, plus any cargo. So if you attempt to enter the city as a foursome and attempt to, and attempt to leave as a group of seven, um, they will likely not let you leave. Mm. Are there other ways in? Are there other 
Do you have any suggestions of how we get in without getting stamped? Or how, or how to give out, get out without getting checked? I mean, if we if we knew this, we we, we get some of our rogues um, to go and take care of this. The biggest problem is our rogues are in short supply and we have other missions that they need to take care of um, within the rogue community. Um, I believe Do we you're, have access to that? I, I actually believe that your boyfriend, Eugene, won the rogue contest at Thieves. Um, and uh, so... Oh, well, good for, good for him. You know that? <laughs> Uh, I haven't, I haven't seen him for, you know, a little while. <laughs> Judy goes, you haven't talked since Thieves? Yeah, well, since before Thieves. Before th Girl? I know, right? Thank you. Is he around? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's, uh, down, he's down at the tavern, I think. Cool. Oh, anyway. boy. That's, you go uh, have to talk with him. We're we're I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's thinking. He didn't talk to you at all, the thieves. I mean, he sent me like a rose and a note, which was nice. That is nice. Would have been nicer if I'd seen him. Hmm. I don't. You know, the rogue competition is, and then you hear a, <clears throat> and like, okay, we'll we'll talk later. Sorry. Okay. Um. <laughs> and Phoebus goes, all right. Um. I mean, you can try to climb the fence, you'll get caught and thrown in jail. Probably, maybe not. I mean... How about access through the river? Which direction does it go? Is It uh, flows to the south. From north to south? So it enters uh, closest to the Venturi Gate and exits closest to the Stern Gate. And do you know how guarded that is? Uh, same kind of thing. Um, once you, once a, a boat pulls in, you're stopped by guards. They check your they check the boat for cargo or for passengers, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and then sign off and write you in the in the in the receiving. Yeah. Uh, their ledgers. Their ledgers are magically connected, um, and so you have to you have to give an estimation of how long you're going to be there. And if you give an estimation and it winds up and you wind up being off by a certain amount, um, they'll try to track you down. Didn't, didn't Elsa, or who was it? Didn't somebody take a portal at some point back to headquarters in one of our previous escapades? Yeah. Yes, unfortunately, the entire city is um, prevented from uh, teleporting in. Uh, there's a, there's a, there's an anti-magic field around the entire city that prevents teleporting. Um, again, they want people to come, but they want people to come the way they want. You can still teleport, like, from one place inside the city to another place inside the city, right? Um, all teleports are blocked, um, okay. magically. Okay. Um, what about, like, forging paperwork? Is that possible? Yeah, you have to you have to apply for paperwork once you arrive at the city. You just have to if you forge who you are while you're sitting there, and they know that you're somebody different. So if you walked up looking like Rapunzel and said your name was Jane, they will likely detain you. Um, but if you look like somebody else and then wrote down that your name was Jane and all that kind of stuff, and you had and you had fake IDs to corroborate that identity, then you could get in that way. 
What about residents of the city trying to leave? They have their own residential uh, resident paperwork. Um, entering the city requires like a tourist visa. They have their own um, citizenship papers. Um, in terms of Jason Schmerz's daughter, does she live with him full time or does she like, is her mom still in the picture? Oh, that, yeah, it's a little bit of a weird situation. Um, the mom is sometimes in the picture. Uh, they split custody with the daughter. They've actually gotten divorced. And up until very recently, Doofenshmirtz was actually being funded by the alimony from his ex-wife. Um, all of his research and all that kind of stuff is being funded mostly through her. Um, so she's around. She's still in the city. Um, our spies have not indicated that she wants to defect. Okay. I wonder if Bell has anything that could help us. Because my thought is that we could sneak out the river. <laughs> like, sneak additional people out that way. So, I'm having a thought. It might be kind of crazy. But, like they said, we do have two members of royalty in our party. And a lady of the court of Andalasia. What if we were to go in an official capacity as ourselves, as part of a delegation? Um, Doofenshmirtz's mech attacked Arendelle and it had the symbol of Nostris Ignora. So what if we were to do a delegation to Nostris Ignora and we were to bring our proof that somebody within Nostris Ignora was involved the Alliance is going to deny that it was them, but they might be willing to give up an individual. So maybe we try to get Doofenshmirtz extradited to stand charges in Arendelle. Thoughts? I was kind of looking forward to dressing as in my Squirrel Scout uniform as a disguise, but... I you can still do that. There's nothing that says you can't. It's <laughs> true. The concern I have with that plan of trying to get him extradited is that I don't know if we'd be able to take his automaton and his daughter as well. Right. The the Paladins the say, well, in the case of extradition uh, being a willful thing, uh, he would likely be allowed to bring his daughter and his automaton as long as the Kingdom of Arendelle would be willing to receive them as diplomatic visitors. Uh, they would be treated as uh, diplomats in that case um, while he was under arrest. Um, you, I will say that's a good that's a good plan. Um, this is Shang talking. He says that sounds like a really good plan. There's a couple potential hiccups I see um, if they refuse to extradite. For one, um, there we don't really have extradition treaties on the. You know, it would be something you guys would have to negotiate. Um, would be an extradition. Uh, second, um, even during the extradition process, they would likely not just turn over custody of a citizen of one of their of their city to you guys in entire in entire in his entirety. They likely wouldn't allow an Arendellian guard to just leave with him in the city. They would likely want to send Mister um, Signorian guards as well. So, if you were maybe attempting to 
I don't know, abscond with him on the path and he never actually makes it to Arendelle, oh no. There will be, there'll likely be no such ignoring guards that go with you. Um, or once he's once he's on trial in Arendelle, um, or once he's there, he will likely be accompanied by ignoring guards um, until, gosh, maybe even until he's executed, I don't know. What if we were to negotiate that, like maybe we could bring some Arendellian guards, Elsa? And maybe we negotiate that half of the escort party for Doofenshmirtz is Arendellian and half is Nostra Signorin. And then maybe we could arrange an ambush and tie up or get rid of the Nostra Signorian guards along the way and then just take him back to the Order of the Mouse. And then if Nostra Signorin is like, what happened? Why isn't he standing trial in Arendelle? We can be like, oh, we were ambushed and somebody took him. Oops. Um Candace speaks up and says, if for that plan to succeed, you will have to make sure each Gnosis Ignoring Guard is killed. They No survivors. Otherwise, they will know that you guys arranged this. Also, you will have to kill some Arendellian Guards in order for it to look legit. That's not going to happen. <clears throat> I mean, think about it. If you, there was an ambush in the woods and only one side were killed and the other sides were going to, oh, oh, it's gone, that would look extremely suspicious. Fro yeah. We all know that Frollo is a very suspicious guy as it is, uh, very paranoid. So, how would they ever know, though? They don't have that? any people. How would they ever know that all the Arendellian guards lived? Well, I assume that like they would go and send somebody to investigate. These are just really big plans, and what I've learned is big plans usually go awry quickly. Um, you know, things just don't go the way you expect them to. The balance that we, so, we don't want to shoot down your, we're just trying to offer our expertise um, to let yeah. you know what could potentially be going wrong. There's nothing inherently wrong with going as yourselves and trying to do this diplomatically. Yeah. Um, you could possibly, like, that's a good way to try to do that. Maybe maybe a prisoner exchange or something like that. Do we have anybody that they want who are willing to give up? Um, no. <laughs> it would have to, it would have to be like you, maybe not a, sorry, not a prisoner exchange, a scientific exchange. So you, probably have to have Bell go and live in Nostra Signora um, and, and switch for Duke Insurance, basically. They did try and recruit me. Do you think they would exchange me and then I could get out? You know, like under pretense of, of leaving me there and then we all just get out, make a break. Um, that's a possibility. Um, they likely would keep you under guard, um, to make sure you don't go anywhere. Um, I mean, there are, there's probably a lot of people in the Beaker District that want to leave, uh, but due to the guards and all that kind of stuff, they can't. Hmm. Um, which is one of them. He wants to leave, but due to the security restrictions, he's unable to. So... It's entirely possible that we could do a swap, but then we're just left with Doofenshmirtz and then we'd have to extract you. Gotcha. So we're kind of 
we're kind of in the same exact place, except I'd rather have you than doof insurance. In terms of numbers of guards within the city, like if, say, we were to lead a jailbreak in the Beaker District, like, what kind of resistance would we, we be facing? Oof. Well, just the city guard? Well, 500. That doesn't include the active military. Um, the other problem is the Beaker District is full of willing and unwilling prisoners. Uh, you do have military members and police officer families who live there. Um, you would have people like Duvenschwartz who have to leave. Um, Duvenschwartz is not a fighter. The Beaker District um, is not where the fighters are. So that's out. Not a bad idea. Most of the fighters that they keep chained up are in the Palace of Justice. Um, if you wanted to lead a revolt, that is where the high target fighters, rogues, uh, political prisoners would be. Those would be willing to actually take up swords. They're in the Palace of Justice. Point out the Palace of Justice again one more time for me. Uh, the Palace of Justice is right over here. Gotcha. Oh, it's labeled. Just kidding. Hmm. Oh, and also, I didn't put. I couldn't put it on the map, but there's only like a little bit here of like fairly open countryside. There's a couple of houses and kind of stuff, but then it's the ocean, so it's like right. It's right on the coast. It's tricky. I wish we knew. I wish we knew how to get in there. But every plan you guys come up with is going to have some kind of drawback. Mm -hmm. In the uh, with the extradition plan, I know you mentioned killing some Arendellian guards. What if we were to? What if we were to take some of the Nostrus ignoring guards and put them in Arendellian uniforms? Would that work? It's a, it's a number of bodies issue. The Signorans would know how many guards they sent. And if there's a couple missing, it's never, they never went accounted for. Uh, they would likely suspect that you switched the, the uniforms. What if we were to completely dispose of like all of the bodies? So that way they didn't find any bodies. Um, it's a possibility. Um, yeah, you could probably do that. I think the biggest thing, this is, um, Hops chiming in, says the biggest thing that you need to account for is the paranoia of Frollo. Um, he personally attempted to get Elsa to join, uh, the Alliance for the Greater Good and was rejected fairly soundly. Um, they were behind the attempted coup in Arendelle and were unsuccessful. Um, this isn't the court of law. I can say that out loud, <laughs> not allegedly. They definitely were. Um, and they know that, and they know that you stopped them. Um, so they know about you guys. And if you were to just show up 
and let's just ignore one day, he would likely would not allow you to move around his city at will. Um, diplomats, though you may be, and part of a diplomatic attachment, there would be some kind of extra level of security given his paranoia. If we were to disguise ourselves, would we need to, would we not get the level of clearance that we need? And what kind of people then get up to the level three clearance? So level three clearance would be um, mem like the diplomatic envoys from other uh, cities that would be looking to join the Alliance, looking to come under Frollo's sphere of influence. Uh, that would be the easiest way to get a level three clearance um, on your on your paperwork. Um, other kinds of people to get under security personnel. Um, Frollo's the only one with a level one clearance. Um, some of his uh, lieutenants and captains of guard and all that kind of stuff have level two clearance. Level three would be important diplomats, important uh, merchants, that kind of a thing. Um, so if you, there, there are a lot of merchants down there who are big and important enough to have level three clearance. Um, you could potentially steal their clearance and modify it so that it has your face on it. Um, you could do that um, and get level three clearance. Um, the papers are, ma are, ma are protected magically, so you wouldn't be able to cast like minor illusion on it and have your face on there, um, but you could do it physically. Sounds like we need a rogue. <coughs> Rapunzel, go find your boyfriend. Don't look at me for sneaking. I can't help but like sing out loud whenever I start to crouch. <laughs> so we're definitely thinking we want to sneak in as opposed to being ourselves. <laughs> well, they Romo's in charge, and he hates us as much as we think he does. I don't see how we could get away with it. Yeah. But being ourselves does also give us a little bit of protection because if he attacks Elsa or if he attacks me or really any member of our party, then he's essentially like declaring war on our countries. We're like in his city though. Yeah, would, but if the, the paladins speak up and say it would take some time if he were to imprison you for a word to get back unless somebody from your party or delegation managed to escape and get word back sooner, it would take some time before we knew that you were captured or your, uh, or Arendelle or Corona. So um, he would have enough time to potentially interrogate and find out what it was you wanted, eliminate what it is you want, and then let you go free. Is he likely to do that? You would have to really force his hand. He's unlikely to, given the political situation of the times. His army is strong, um, but I get the feeling that he's lying in wait to unleash his military might. He's waiting for something else. So, I mean, that being the case, it seems unlikely that he would just imprison us. Like, yeah, I don't know. I. There are other ways to stop you from getting what you want without just throwing you in prison, though. 
you can decide you can assign a guard to follow you all the time and say, well, you can be dangerous out here, so you'll have a guard assigned to you next to your side from go until forever. My worry is that if we if we try to sneak in because this is a police state there and there are so many guards that we would have to be like constantly like rolling um, stealth checks and stuff. We would constantly have to be like on our guard. There would be no moment where we could fail. If we go as ourselves, we have a little bit of protection just because of the political state. And if we, if we try to like extradite Doofenshmirtz, it might be hard. We might have to convince Frollo, but like if we can manage it, then everything is above board and we might not arouse his suspicion. What do you guys think? I, I, uh, I disagree. I find the idea of sneaking in much more adventurous and exciting. Um, but is I it like practical? To, uh, but is it smart? I like to stretch my legs and uh, make things happen rather than hope things happen. Um, so I would take those, you know, the danger of sneaking in um, much more over the hope that things work out politically. Shane Berg 7 says, politically, there will likely be a paper trail as well. Um, and all it takes is some corrupt bureaucrat somewhere to fake a paper or something, and suddenly you guys went into Nostra Signora, broke the laws, and you will be extradited yourselves. Yep. I also think we could break into pairs. Yeah. Do both. <laughs> yep. You could use the level three security clearance given to a diplomat and then have another group sneak in to try to sneak him out. It's possible. Exactly. Team, team Alpha and Team... Then we um, don't put all of our eggs in one basket and mess it up. Rapunzel, you also know that Corona does trade with Nostra Signora via waterways. Mm. Um, so it would be possible to gain purchase onto a Coronian shipping vessel, um, and enter the city that way, um, and then also exit the city via shipping vessel. Pirates! Pirate spies! I love it. Are they yeah, I don't mind the idea of doing like a two-fold thing where maybe, I know Elsa doesn't want to do the diplomatic route, but I think she makes the most sense have on that team like because you have beef with Doofenshmirtz so that's true yeah I, do. I don't know maybe we send in Elsa and Kronk to do the diplomatic approach and me and Giselle try to be sneaky sneaky did those ships have a spot for like a stowaway could we potentially get him out via the ship um it's actually it's actually entirely possible that you could put them into crates. I said that they inspect the cargo, but it's usually just a spot check. Right. Um, so if you get lucky, uh, you could choose the correct crate, uh, stuff them in, they're hidden, and then they could escape that way. 
I like that plan. The um, no strict ignoring business is done where the agreement's already made. So they know, so if Corona is shipping um, 12 crates of apples um, and in exchange on the other side, they're going to get nine crates of cheese. Um, they're going to go, okay, 12 crates of apples, check. And then they're going to spot checks on the crates. And then on the other side, they're going to go, oh, this is the nine from that other side of the business. Check the nine crates. Okay, you're good to go. Ship off. Plus one, two, three, four, five crew, me crew members with all their paperwork and all that kind of stuff. That makes sense. Yeah, I think maybe having the twofold approach is the way to go. I, I still don't like the idea of just walking in as myself saying I'm here on business and then them putting a timer on me to get out at a certain amount of time or else they're looking for me. I mean, that just puts a, a, a Oh, well, the timer, the, timer isn't, the timer isn't down to the minute. Um, if you say you're only going to be there for 12 hours and you haven't checked out within an hour of that, yeah, they'll come looking for you. If you say you're going to be there for three days and you, and you haven't checked out and it's been three and a half days, they'll understand that you have longer business. It depends on how long you're going to stay there. Now, the, I will say that the shipping usually only takes as long as it takes for you to float down the river. So most of the shipping happens where you get in, you'll say, I'll be here for two hours to unload the apples, float down the river, load up with the milk, and then ship out. But if you're coming as a part of a diplomatic envoy, you can say, come and say, I'm going to be here for a week. And that wouldn't necessarily put the timer on you for some time. But if a ship were to be like a half an hour late or an hour late from what it said it was going to, that will raise alarms. It's all, it's all relative as to how long... You, your business is going to take and what it is you're doing there. Okay. Do yeah, and I, I mean, like, if we were to do a diplomatic envoy, we would send word ahead of time. They would be expecting you. Mm -hmm. So potentially... Like, it's not like you would just show up and be like, hey, I want to talk. That would be weird. Potentially what you could do is reach out, send Elsa a day or two early, plan your route to have Doofenshmirtz loaded into the crates, and that way, when the river crew comes, he's already in the crate. You don't even skip a beat trying to get him on the boat because he's already in the crate there at the dock ready to get loaded on. So metagaming, do we just uh, do we just roll our d20 to see if that works or not? Because, I mean, that's that sounds perfect. Let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be some RP just kind of as a between you and Frollo, um, you're going to have to figure out what it is you want to discuss. If you want to accuse him of trying to blow up your city, or if you want to come to him and be like, hey, look, um, our city's in dire need. You came to us and said we, you could help us out. What can we work out? Um, if you want to accuse. Yeah, if you want to accuse him, you can do that. If you want to go under the guise of maybe we can work together, um, you can do that. Um, if you want to go because you want to marry him, you can do that. Um, there's all kinds of different scenarios that you could kind of tell him you want to do. Um, and then go ahead of time and then, uh, put your plans into action. We'll do some RP. We'll do some dice rolling, persuasion, deception, that kind of stuff. 
Um, and then we'll have some stealth checks and some disguise checks and all that kind of stuff with the other group. I think if you go the extradition route and try to convince them, like, we found this proof that somebody from Nostra Signor was involved, but we, we know it wasn't you. But, and kind of like convince him that it's in his best interest to work with Arendelle as opposed to like, like basically convincing that Arendelle is willing to like have a cordial relationship with Nostra Signora. Um, you, run, you run the risk with extradition that he'll just jail his scientists. True. If, especially if you kind of, if you're like, it was one of your scientists who works on big mechs because of big mech attacks us. There's only a couple and he might just jail them and be like, you can't extradite them. They've already been in prison. They're being subject to Nostra Signor injustice. The, the, I'm not saying that will happen, but that is a possibility. Cool. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, I guess it's up to Elsa to figure out the business. So, so who's gonna so who's gonna be in which group? Rapunzel and Giselle. You're gonna be the river group. Yeah. And Kronk, Kronk's gonna be Elsa's bodyguard. All right. So jealous. <clears throat> Score the scout. Ah, I'll have my my bandolier of merit badges. It'll be very impressive. And spinach puffs, you'll have two of them. Yeah, well, they'll be they'll be crossed, one 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 on one shoulder and one on yeah. the other. It'll be Rambo style. You're gonna. I, I was thinking Zardoz. You just wear the speedo plus the two bandoliers, and you're done. Wearing <laughs> oh, Arendellian wow. armor. Knights of Sidonia playing in the background. <laughs> That's what on Andalian armor looks like, actually. So. <laughs> it's like this. Just a speedo it's with two bandoliers. Well, I mean, I. I can't be armored if I'm gonna have to rage at some point, which is kind of my thing. I don't, I don't think I don't think armor interferes with your rage. It, um, well, not rage, but like my, I I have benefits to being unarmored. That's true. You get higher movement speed and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, well, there's also uh, barbarian stuff that, like, if yeah. you're unarmored, you get bonuses. <laughs> you could just you could just draw it on. <laughs> Out of, um, out of pet, <laughs> got some pegs, a couple of abs. <laughs> it does seem one of those like... Big, one of those beefy arms coming out of the top there. <laughs> it does seem like, Elsa, like taking Kronk with you is a good idea, yeah, but I think you should also take some Arendellian soldiers if you can, um, just for protection. I don't think that would be... Kronk also doesn't necessarily need to be in disguise. Um, everybody I'm not knows famous. That, <laughs> Kronk, everyone knows that Kronk runs around with Elsa. Like, there's even gossip blogs about is there something there? Um, <laughs> but, yes. <laughs> is there? <laughs> um, but uh, like, it wouldn't wouldn't necessarily be like here's Queen Elsa and her mysterious, ridiculously tall and ripped barbarian. I wonder who that could be. Like. It wouldn't necessarily earn you anything to be in disguise. People would probably be able to put it together to Kronk. 
Um, unless it's you all did, over the tabloids. Unless you yeah. drank the enlarged potion and were even bigger and you pretended to be like a Goliath or something like that. <sighs> we could shrink him to get him out. <laughs> no, the potion, you only got the potion the enlarged half. You don't have the, oh, you don't have the, uh, the shrink part of that. He wasn't going to make it that easy. Make him big and let him step over. <laughs> Just start running. Okay. I'm um, so the paladins go, okay, is that you're going to go two prong, go at it like that? Yep. I like it. There's problem, problems could pop up at any point for you guys, but that would literally be the, the case for literally any other planet you had. Unless you just wanted to take all of our soldiers and ride and blow the place to smithereens. Cool. Um, I'm find my boyfriend. Um, right as you're kind of uh, um, finishing everything, you hear and you hear like someone running up the steps out of breath and it's Belle and she bursts back in and goes, what, what is the... She's holding all the papers. Um, her hair is completely frazzled. Um, there's like three or four pencils sticking out of it. And she just goes, this is the most monstrous thing I've ever read in my life. Um, that was bad. Rapunzel, I'm, I apologize. I didn't, I didn't mean to call it. This is impossible. Um, and she starts kind of rambling about stuff. And the paladin's like, okay, okay, could you please... Could you slow down, maybe, and, and talk to us like we're children? We don't understand this. Um, and Belle kind of takes a breath. She says, okay, all right, all right. They are extracting and removing magical essence from living beings. I thought which... you said that was impossible. Exactly, I thought it was. But they've, they've found a way to do it. Here's why it's impossible, okay? All magic requires sacrifice. Um, have you ever met a wizard? Have you ever met a wizard that could take a punch? Oh yeah, lots, lots of them. Totally. Oh, you yeah. have, Gronk. You've never met a wizard who can take a punch. They, they have to sacrifice getting swole for learning magical secrets. They, they, they sacrifice going outside so they can study. I've never seen a tan wizard either. Um, uh, they're always frail and white. Look at Merlin. Um, he's sacrificed so much so he can gain this magical knowledge. Um, warlords or warlocks have to literally sacrifice their souls or the souls of their firstborn or something to a higher power to get access to magic. Um, um, druids have to work in service of nature. Clerics have to work in service of, of a deity or a cause. Paladins, the same thing. If anybody ever wants access to magic, they have to sacrifice something for it. They have to give something up in order to gain that magical power. This, and she holds up the papers, completely ignores that. It takes the work that other people have done, extracts it from them, and puts it into a form that is digestible by people who haven't earned it. They're taking on magical abilities that they have not earned. And all magic must be earned. That's 
It's a rule. It's, it's hard and fast, a magical rule. So they're, they're removing it from people who have rightfully earned magic and giving it to people who haven't done anything. And when you wield magic from a place of ignorance and undeservedness, it can lead to disaster. Do you, do you know, it's very vague in these notes, how are they distributing it? Um, all we know is that there was like a big vat, like a, like a tube that was full of energy, like magical energy. Yeah, it magical has, energy. Like a red screen. button and two blue buttons and like three green buttons, but <laughs> in the right order. Um, okay. okay. A lot of buttons. Thanks, Frank. Um, she puts another pencil into her hair and goes, but the best thing is magical essence in that form, once it's been extracted directly from, because I assume that in the way that you saw it, it was extracted through those pipes into that vat from the subjects. But in order to do that, it would be an extremely volatile form. So they would have to add something to it to make it stable so that they could actually consume it. I, I mean, did you see anybody take it? Did they, was, was it, a, was it a, a potion? Was it a pill? Was it a, did they snort it? Did they inhale it? What, what was it? Oh, I have those scrolls that had the little logo, the little like glyph on them. Can I show her those? Yeah, um, she grabs the scrolls and looks at it and goes, yeah, these lesser restoration spells have been magically enhanced, but I don't know how they infused it. I don't know how they did it. Um, those notes are missing. I don't have it. But they are somehow breaking all the laws of magic. I don't know how they did it. I didn't see. Yeah, when we went into that last room, it had been stripped, so. Last room? What do you mean? Well, we were in a pretty bad spot, and uh, so we had to take a rest, and by the time we got down, there was one more room. By the time we got down there, there was no one there, and it looked like they had moved out a whole bunch of stuff. <sighs> Yeah, you, and you didn't get any of it? <sighs> Sorry. Oh. That's the problem is if concentrated and put into the right system, there's a potential if you, if you took this in a small enough dose, it could increase your spells. It could give creatures that don't normally... Hang, hang on. Did you say that you guys found a doppelganger that looked just like Elsa and that doppelganger cast spells, right? Yeah. The doppelgangers uh, can't yeah. cast spells. Yeah, I did. Look, and I grab my face and I move it around. See how hard it is for me to smile right now? It's because I almost got frozen solid by a stupid doppelganger. As you, as you push your cheeks up like that, you actually notice that there is like an icicle-shaped scar right on your uh, cheek. Um, <laughs> it changes. It's shaped just like the frozen uh, snowflake uh, from all the marketing materials. I have been branded. Um, she said, doppelgangers what? can't cast spells when they're in another form. Well, it wasn't me. No, I know it wasn't you, but they shouldn't have been able to do that in the first place. They must have been enhanced with this magical ability to allow doppelgangers to 
to cast spells as the person they were in, in as the person that they were imitating. That's not something the doppelgangers can do. That's the only answer. I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know the answer. Besides that, that sounds I, crazy. I mean, it, but 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 think about it this way: if you introduce enough of this magical essence into a system filled with people who don't normally use magic, it could tear them apart. Imagine you're just some baker who doesn't use any magic in their baking, and you go home, and let's say it's let's say it's dispersed via water, and these people put enough of this magical essence into the water supply so that this baker takes a drink of water and suddenly he's filled with fourth level magic spells. Uh, he wouldn't know what to do with that power. He could fireball himself and burn his entire family to the and his house to the ground. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about, we're talking about people rolling on the wild magic surge table at any given point if it's introduced into the wrong place and in enough quantities. <sighs> Sorry, I, this is monstrous. Uh, I, and the implications of it are horrifying. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your meeting. I, I'll, I'll, I'll head back down. And Belle kind of walks off, and the pilots go, wait, wait, wait hang, hang on. She's not listening. She's gone. So what do we do about that? Jeez. Well, you guys are going to Nostris Ignora. Keep your ear to the ground, see if you can hear anything about any other places. I mean... They I have a up, question. They gave up that lab pretty quick, which leads me to believe that there's probably more. Yeah, what is it, Does Con? that mean that this beauty mark gave me magic? They point to my face. Um, huh? How do you... how? Tell me what Kronk does to try to access magic. I mean, I... I, I get angry. <laughs> also, I have magic stuff. I as I, as I pull out my 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 javelin, I'm like, see, this one's magic. Oh oh oh, and this one's magic. And I pull out my 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 spiky warhammer. I'm like, see, this one's this one's magic too. Oh and um, my my uh. I don't think I don't think it's a magical effect that my explodey spinach puffs have. I think that's They're not necessarily magical effects, but I think they count as magic items. They count as magic items, but I would think that it's I mean they just deal force damage. It's not which I assume I think of as like concussive, not but. Okay, so you kinda of hold up a bunch of stuff. Nothing really seems to be working. Um so you kinda of get a little angry. Um, you, Kronk, have just learned the cantrip light. Light? Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> nice! In order, it's so, because you're a barbarian, I'm going to let you do, have um, Constitution be your spellcasting ability. Nobody has that. This is a, this is a brand new homebrew going on right here. Um, I don't think Light has his save DC or anything like that, so, um, but you have to, like, you have to squint really hard and, like, squeeze your cheek as hard as you can just with the muscles in your face, 
and then a little bit of light will come out of your beauty mark. Yeah! It's adorable. How, if it's a light cantrip, does that also mean that I get like, it's like what, 20 feet? Like, I just like, a, do, I, do I get the regular range of, of the light cantrip? I, I just had it up. Let me just double check. It's, I think it's 40 feet with 20 feet of, well, it's yeah, like 40 20 feet, feet of, of visible, 20 feet of like dark. Yeah, yeah I 20 have feet of bright, 20 feet of dim. Dim. Yeah. Dim. So total um, of 40 feet. We're going to. We're actually going to reduce that to a 15 foot radius just because a 20 foot radius feels like it would blind you because it's right underneath your eye. So we'll go, we'll go 15 foot radius on both of those. So you have 30 feet basically. And it's okay. only in the direction you're looking, obviously. So like you have to shine it. I have a flashlight strapped to my face. Yep. <laughs> Congratulations. Woo. Don't anybody ever say I'm not a giving DM because you just pulled that out of your butt. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my butt. So. Gross. Nice. That's awesome, Gronk. Welcome to the realm of spellcasters now. Oh, wait, you already had spellcasting because you could look, you could, can't you look through the eyes of a squirrel? I uh, know, that's a druid thing. That's, that's your barbarian, that's your totem, isn't it? Oh, that's right. I, I didn't write it down, so I'd forgotten, but that's like, yeah. So I guess I have that. But now I can also squint, which you can I, cast I light out of Yeah, well, that, I, I also have dark vision as I'm a half orc, so I think that that will at least be helpful. Like if we had had this in the in the um, stadium, stadium, it would have definitely been helpful. Would have helped a little I'd bit. Rely on that one crossbow. I think you had three crossbows that were lit up, if I remember correctly. Um, but one was snows. That's right. One was Snow White's. Did she actually kill the Hydra with that again? Could you remind me, Shannon? Did she actually? Nope. Did she? She did. Giselle, she did. I remember her doing it. <laughs> I wasn't unconscious. Um, all right, so the Paladins, um, the Paladins are kind of pleased with your plan. Um, they say, okay, well, um, Elsa, as soon as you get your story figured out, we'll send word to Gnosis Ignore. You guys can go on your way. Um, but it'll take a little bit um, so you guys can go hang out, do whatever you guys want so we can hear a little bit more. Um, I'm going to send a message to my parents and kind okay. of, because we're going to have to arrange like for me and Giselle to be on a Coronian vessel and it's going to have to be the right one at the right time. So I'm going to message my parents to try to figure that whole thing out. Okay. Sounds good. Is that going to be our way to to get him out too? Our plan to get him out is... The same way we smuggle you guys in to smuggle y'all out. They don't have no, to be smuggled. Being... They can they can be part of the crew of the ship. Yeah, we're not being smuggled. Oh. It'd just be the smuggling out. Okay. I'm gonna whip up a dress that looks like I'm from Corona, so that makes sense. A Corona, a Coronian sailor. Yep. Are you gonna sing my Corona as you? <laughs> so. 
Isn't that right. my Sharona? My, 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 my. That song is a pop culture footnote. Uh, yeah. I want to go find my boyfriend. My, my so called boyfriend. boyfriend. So. Aww. You go to the tavern, do you go with anybody or do you just go by yourself? I'm going I'm by myself. Coming. Yeah. <laughs> so you go to the tavern and Eugene is sitting at the bar. He's got an ale in front of him. He doesn't hear you come in. Um, I think like as soon as I see him, like I saw a doppelganger that I thought was him. He like super messed up and exhausted and I like... So I think I'm mad at him, but then as soon as I see him, I'm just like so relieved that I just run to him and like throw my arms around him. He goes, ah, pulls a knife and starts swinging it wildly around. And then, Who's it? Blondie? Where? I punch him in the shoulder and say, where were you? Where were you? What do you mean I, where was I? I, I hired a carriage to bring us back here. I hired a carriage. Is this going to be two of us? And we are going we are going to smooch marriage. But you, you okay, so there, you didn't you, tell me how much I was in Thebes for like two days, and you didn't come. What? But how was I supposed to know, Eugene? I sent a messenger. He, I didn't get any messenger. He went, and I I paid him. I paid him, and I said, "Get Rapunzel, come over here, carriage." With Eugene in it. And then you didn't show up. So I was, did you get my rose at least? I did get your rose. Thank you. How did how did the rose contest go? I won. Wow. Babe. It's great. I was going to share my victory with my lady friend. And she didn't show up. So. Well, I, I never got any message. Never got oh, it. You, you didn't try to look for me or anything afterwards. Of course, I tried to look for you. And nobody and, and and what you just you didn't see me within fifteen people, and you're like, I guess it's not here. You were gone. Whose whole time was gone? No, I mean, I. Andrew, I rolled a nat twenty the last session, and you told me that he had already left. <laughs> you were informed that he was that he had already left by some street urchin. Okay, a street urchin told me you'd already left. Wait, a street urchin, does he have brown hair? Yeah. Was he dirty? Yeah. And did he have shoes? I honestly don't know. That's Probably my lie. You can't tell if he has shoes because his feet are so dirty. Why, <laughs> why did he tell you I left? I don't know. Wait, he's the... Oh, shoot. Um, is your dad. I saw your dad. I saw your dad talking to him, and after after he went away, I think your dad paid him to tell to tell you I was gone. Oh, okay. That that does make sense. That sounds right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been mad at you. I, I probably your dad. You. Your your dang old dad. He's. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Um. Hey, hey. 
I need to go lay down for a, okay. a little bit. Okay. But when I'm done, I'm going to smooch you. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can smooch okay. me now. I don't, I don't smell great. I don't smell great. I, John is very nice and letting me have all the ales I want for free. And you can hear from the back, they ain't free. She said <laughs> they could have them for free. So I may have had too many. I'm going to go lie down. And then get ready for a smooshes storm. <laughs> he, I blush and just go, okay. He kind of stumbles off his stool a little bit. Smooshes storm as he walks off of the stairs. Cool. I settle his tab. Poor <laughs> drunk Disney character. <laughs> Mouse is cool. definitely not coming for us. Not at all. Um, how long is it going to take for him to sober up? Because I need to talk to him about the mission. <laughs> um, I haven't done any rolls yet, so I'm going to find out right now. Do you want me to cast sleep on him and see if that speeds this up? Do you have a coffee spell? It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna take him six hours to sober up. What if I what if I legitimately cast sleep on him? Would that help? <laughs> um, I mean, he's going to go to sleep, so not really. Okay. <laughs> Magical sleep only lasts for a minute. What if uh, <laughs> what if I were to create water, <laughs> like splash him with water? You could if you want. Eh, I don't want. Just let him sleep. <clears throat> cool. Alright, so... Wait. Wait. Eugene is sleeping one off. What's up? I could learn cat nap. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Alright. <clears throat> Continue. Carry on. Alright, so um, anything else you guys want to do? Oh, did you guys want to go give some more of your magic items to Belle? Yeah, I want to make sure that the potions we got are actually the potions they say they are. Okay. Um, so you go downstairs uh, to the basement to Belle. Um, she has even more pencils in her hair. Um, and, I mean, there's honestly, like, like the other guys in the lab are walking up and pulling them out of her hair because that's where all the pencils are. Like her hair has now become a pencil holder. Could you please explain the rationale about why she has a dozen pencils in her hair? She's um, she puts up her hair when she's thinking, and then when she gets agitated, she sticks a pencil back up there and forgets them, forgets about them. So she grabs another pencil, writes something down, and then puts it in her hair and forgets that it's there. So she just wanders around with a bunch of pencils. And the other people in the, on her team have to walk up and pull them out of her hair and then go write something down. Gotta have some magically thick hair for that to work. <laughs> um, so yeah, she, she sees you guys and goes, hey, I, oh, I'm sorry again. I'm really sorry that I let you guys, but I called you liars. I really thought you were lying and I'm sorry. Like, it's okay, I get, I hug her. It's okay. Don't worry I mean, about it. you it may as well have been telling me that they were sewing arms from other people onto their onto them, and that was working. Like Aww. that's how ridiculous it was. I saw and experienced it. It was ridiculous. It's hard to believe, and I was. No, I'm I'm Don't sorry that you went that. through it. It sounds horrible. 
Yeah, don't don't feel bad. It's okay. Hey, Kronk, can I get a hug? I need another hug. No hugs from Kronk? Okay. That's <laughs> 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 sad. <laughs> oh, man. Ah, oh, you got stiffed. All right. Um, Aww, you guys have I'll magic hug. items? I, I'm giving her a hug. I'll oh, give her a hug. Group hug. And I, I hum a little bit of my, my song to, like, try to give her some healing energy. Aw, <laughs> uh, healing my spirit. Thank you. So I just start, like, unloading all of my items and be like, okay, what of this is something that could help you? Pull out. I mean, it could all help. Um, you guys, all have po- you guys all have potions? Yes. Kronk, did you bring your Cusco's poison? Uh, potion! Yes! <laughs> Cusco's potion. Potion. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, who's Cusco? She says she kind of looks at your picture vial. Like, oh, he's just a buddy of mine. I mean, he's just a friend. I could deliver it to Cusco for you. I mean, we've got a good delivery service. We can make sure it gets to him. Uh, I'll take it. I'll take it back. I'll take it back myself. Okay. Lots right. to give to him It's been so long. We'd love to catch up. That kind of. All right. Yeah. I mean, this is. She shakes it a little bit. Taps on it. How good of friends are you? Uh. Well, I mean, pretty good. Pretty a- pretty darn good. I made sure he didn't die once. This is a poison. Are you? Oh, is that what it is? Oh, 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 whoopsie. Oh, boy, that would have been embarrassing had I given that to him, you know, on accident. (laughs) She kind of, she goes to hands of the vial and holds it for just a second. Says, okay, I'm gonna give this to you because you have a bandolier of grenades as well, and you haven't blown yourself up. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, we'll go as with I can, that. As I, as I try and extract it from her hand, and then oh, 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 oh. Uh, catch it. Okay, all right. Okay. You Before are so I lucky. Our floors are poison resistant. Um. Uh. Yeah. What? What? Um. Just a quick question. What's the blast radius on your explosive crane, uh, spinach puffs again? Oh, not, I mean, it's, it's totally fine. You, it's nothing you have to worry about. It's, uh... Is it, like, five, five, feet. five feet? She looks at you guys, she looks at you and looks at the distance between you and takes just a half a step backward. <laughs> All right, okay, cool. Um... And she looks at the rest of you guys and goes, yeah, I mean, yours is a potion available... Uh, friendship, you can look actually when you touch it, um, a little fish scale comes up. Um, that's one of the identifying features of it, of a animal friendship potion. Um, so here's that for you. Uh, Giselle, yours is um, what I said it was, which I'm struggling to remember at the moment. Ocean of resistance. That's the one. Um, and then also yours is definitely a potion of growth. Um, why did, why did you bring them to me just out of curiosity? Um, well, we, we got these potions in our rooms with notes saying what they were, but it didn't say who they were from or any of that. So we just wanted to cover our basis, make sure 
these potions are actually the things that the notes said they were. Is that okay. the first time this ever happened to you guys? No. No? Now that I think about it, we got all of our cool things. I got my new spell. I hand Belle the note I got and say, does that, does that handwriting look familiar to you? Nope. Sorry. Hand you the card back. Um, so you said that the handwriting on the note looked familiar? Uh-huh. So yeah. am I, like, putting this together now? Putting one together. That the spell that I got and this potion that I got are from the same person? Mm-hmm. I'm the same person. But I still don't know who. Correct. Do cool. the O's have like little um, extra bumps on the top right and top left, like a little magic Mickey ears? Or... Um, they do not. Oh, okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> you need to look at my Warhammer again. <laughs> oh, whoa! That is, oh my, oh cool! She grabs it. And she's like, oh, man, it's got spikes on the hand grip. So the, oh, that's super cool. Yeah. Watch out. Don't come in and get, get melee with me because I might poke you. And she puts it down on the table and it's like, this is really cool. Is this? What kind of weapon is this? Karmic Warhammer. Karmic Warhammer. I don't think I've, I've read about these, but I've never seen one before. This is cool. Yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty rare. Not everybody's got one, you know. They normally a big deal, but gosh, I haven't heard. The last I heard about this, there were some. There was a tribe of goblin work. Like... It, 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 you still, it does have to do. So with this, I, you kind of cut out a little bit for me. You know, if they uh, just happen to land a melee attack on me, I might just, as a reaction, get to make a melee attack against them. You know, karma. You know, you know I haven't... The last I heard about the Karmic Warhammers is there was a race of goblin blacksmiths who were trying to perfect them. Um, but that was 500 years ago. Um, where'd, where'd you get this one? Oh, just... You know, a guy who definitely didn't choke on a spinach pop and die. I don't know why you would ask right. that, but that's definitely not what happened. Okay, I, sure, okay. Um, cool. Uh, do you mind if I study it for a little bit? Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I'll have it back to you as soon as I can. I'll work on this one before I work on anybody else's. Sorry, everybody. Um, all right, anybody else have anything they want to give to Bell? I, mean, I have a whole bunch of stuff. Like I said, I'm going to just start pulling it out on the table. What, what do you have that she, you haven't given to her before? Um, I have an ever-smoking bottle. All right, okay, hang on. Let me write it down. I'm going to forget if I don't. I think I want to bring it and use it on this adventure, perhaps. But okay, so you're not so not giving ever smoking ball. Um, I do have a ring of warmth and a wand of web. Ring of warmth, wand of web. 
And you are going to leave those behind? Um, We're still trying to get everything, like, in place for our mission. Do we have time for her to look at these before we go? Let's see how long it's going to take for Corona to respond with the correct... Uh, I was going to take to keep the wand of web, but I could leave the ring of warmth for sure. Um, it's going to take Corona like three days to coordinate everything with you. So um, let's list all the magic items that you've gotten since the last time, and then we'll have a lit, and then I'll let you know which ones you can do in that time and which ones you can keep. Okay. So karmic warhammer. Um, Ring of Warmth, Wand of Web, Ever Smoking Bottle, anything else? I have a uh, potion of fire breath and a potion of growth. Um, you don't need to leave the potions. Okay, just checking. Uh, I think that's it for me. Um, Giselle, you have glasses at the very least, right? I have what? Uh, glasses of performance. Um, your Taylor Swift glasses. I don't think you've given those to her yet. Oh, then I do that. Have I given her my wind fan? I don't think so. I, I don't... I don't remember, think I have. Does anybody remember the last time you went to bed? Because I'm trying to remember... Um, I think it was... We ran into Belle right after the Haunted Mansion because they showed her the lecturer and she didn't know what to make of it. Oh, right. Oh, and she didn't have time to look at anything you guys had. So if, I, if my notes are correct, you've already given Gaston's dagger, LeFou's dagger, Henry's stealthy cloak, the Thomas Tiara Chris Crossbow, the hunter's favorite ring. Gonna make you jump, jump. Um, and then Taylor's glasses of legititude, Cronian Radiant Cookware, Turner Brand Warhammer, um, Ever Smoking Bottle, Wind Fan, Javelin of Lightning, Wand of Web, Ring of Protection have not been turned over yet. I can give her my frying pan. I can give her the ring of protection too. I need to hand over my uh, Lehman's cloak. Oh, your robe of uh, useful things. My robe of useful things. Oh yeah, Gleeman's cloak. I like that. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay, yeah, so, so the only ones I have that you haven't given are the Wind Fan, the Javelin of Lightning, the Wand of Web, or you did give the Wand of Web. The Wind Fan, the Javelin of Lightning, um, and the Glasses. I'll give you the Wind Fan. And Kronk's uh, other magical hammer. Right, which was not magical and then became magical so I could hit ghosts with it. Correct. Oh, yeah. So, Will Turner has a technology, so you don't need to hand that over if you don't want. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as I get my spiky one back, I don't need two. I'm sure there's some kind of trade-in program at the blacksmith. <laughs> It'll be a GameStop thing, though. You get 30 cents for it. Um, okay. Yeah. So what I have as far as... Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I have nine magical items that you guys haven't hand, handed over yet. Wow, nine. Um, and uh, so she could get through three a day. No, two a day. So she can do six of them, and then you guys can keep three of them. So what I have right now is you're giving the Ring of Warmth, the Wand of Web, the Karmic Warhammer, the Ring of Protection, Actually, the Ring of Protection is another thing you bought from Will Turner, so you don't need to do that one. The Robe of Useful Things and the Wind Fan. That's five. And then you have the Ever-Smoking Bottle, the Javelin of Lightning, and the Glasses, which you haven't handed over yet. So you could do one of those three remaining ones and get them back in time for the next adventure. Um, but then if you but if you gave everything else, you wouldn't have that for Ever-Smoking Bottle. You want to give her the Ever-Smoking Bottle? Because I want it back for the adventure. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. She jots all that down. She goes, okay, I'll have that before you, uh, before you guys head out. Thanks, uh, Belle. What's up? I said, thanks, Belle. You're welcome. I hope you guys have fun. Um, don't, don't let him drink that vial, please. please. <laughs> don't let him... Give it to anybody unless you want them to die. Uh, um, I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep good care of it. I'll okay. probably just feed it to a plant. <laughs> Please don't do that either, okay? Um, so she goes, okay, well, uh, have fun, you guys. We'll see you around. Um, and so I think we'll end it here and move on. Uh, for the next session, we will actually implement the plan. Um, I'm going to maybe try to find some heist music to play in the background. Hopefully. See, I was thinking more Ocean's Eleven, like, or something like that. Um, we'll see you guys next time on Cosmic Heroes. Bye.